Welcome to the Dark Points Podcast, where we talk about everything data center, information technology, cybersecurity, and more. I'm William Sellers, one of Dark Point Solutions Architects and one of your hosts. And I'm Michael Faisley, Dark Point Cybersecurity Manager and one of your hosts. This is Dark Point's podcast number 94 for September 19th, 2023. In this podcast, we will discuss managed detection and response with our partner, Red Canary. We'll be joined by Red Canary's Eric Gross and our own Solutions Architect Manager, James Williamson. All this and more in the next Dark Points podcast. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are the speaker's own and do not necessarily represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Dark Points or a guest's employer. And welcome to another Dark Points podcast. So, hey, Michael, how's it going? Going real good. Good. Excited for today's podcast. Yeah, I think we're going to have a good one today. So we, we have fewer people than last time, but we do have some new faces here. Um, so let's by, start by introducing our guests, and then we'll 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 kick off what this um, what we're going to do with this podcast. This podcast, by the way, we're gonna we're gonna come back circle back onto cybersecurity, and we have uh, two special guests, um, Eric Gross from Red Canary, and Jimmy Williamson from from Dark Points. So, guys, if you wouldn't mind, uh, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, tell us, you know, your current responsibilities, your background, how long have you been, how long have you been with the respective company? That would be great. Eric, you go first. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on. This will this will be a lot of fun. But yeah, I I have uh, I'm from Red Canary. Um, you can see I'm uh, one of the senior sales engineers here in my in my current role. But but yeah, I have a, a lot of you know ten plus years in the cybersecurity industry, and and a lot of that. Uh, a handful that was prior to Red Canary where I came from a Fortune 500 institution and I was one of their, their lead uh, endpoint and security guys for, for a number of years and, and built out a whole uh, security operations program there. And um, ultimately I did transition over to Red Canary and, and you know, been here for, for, you know, six years at this point. And uh, those first three to four years I was on our customer facing side uh, doing what we refer to as, you know, threat hunting or incident handling uh, working with a lot of our incident response partners, et cetera, um, to, to handle customer security incidents. Um, I ultimately did that, uh, worked a ton of on-call, and, and eventually transitioned over to doing uh, pre-sales work. And now we get to help uh, net new customers all day long. So love what Great. I'm doing. Absolutely. Jimmy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks, Will, for, for having me. So I'm uh, the DartPoint Solution Architect Manager. So uh, I actually manage our team of uh, SAs who help our customers, you know, help. Yeah, absolutely will. So make sure you do a good job. Um, make sure uh, that uh, they have what they need to help our customers, you know, find the, the solution to their problems. Um, I also help uh, support some of our, our sales folks uh, directly. So my background, I've been in enterprise IT for, wow, too, too long, 20, 20 years. So a long time in the industry. Sort of started out on the enterprise IT side. Uh, and uh, healthcare and uh, finance, and then moved to actually work for a, uh, a reseller for a few years, uh, selling different technologies. My background is it's actually a little more in the uh, data protection, infrastructure as a service, virtualization uh, background. So I'm new to this sort of cybersecurity, um, and uh, I've been here at uh, Dark Points for about six years now. So happy to be here. Fantastic. And then we've got Michael. Our, my lovely co-host. 
So MDR today, right? Yeah. So in, right. in, in past podcasts, um, you know, and I urge all of our listeners and viewers to go back and watch some of our previous podcasts that are really good. I mean, Michael um, and I have talked about um, intrusion detection, intrusion prevention. We've talked about MITRE frameworks, you know, so we've gotten into a lot of you know, security best practices. We explained how the frameworks are laid out and so on and so forth. So I think in, in this podcast, I think this is probably the first podcast that we've actually had a cybersecurity partner uh, on the podcast that Dart Points is actually uh, partnered with to deliver a solution to our customers in terms of um, a managed uh, detection and response tool. Right, and usually that will go in in uh, lockstep with an EDR, an endpoint protection response package. So we're glad to have Eric here with us to kind of talk about what um, what rare, what Red Canary brings to the to the table, and then kind of go deep dive into the solution. So I think before we get started, actually, you know, going through kind of what is MDR, let's talk a little bit about you know what is EDR. Right, because maybe someone uh, doesn't know, or maybe someone is new to cybersecurity. Um, who wants to tackle kind of defining what EDR means to you? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and take that. So, our, our listeners, or or you know, someone's watching the video on on this uh, particular podcast, you're you're going to hear a lot of acronyms, and we're going to try to do as good a job as possible to define each one and uh, really talk about the differences between each one, right? So we're going to start with EDR, we'll progress through and talk about MDR and, and, and a few other acronyms as well. So EDR stands for Endpoint Detection and Response. And what that is, is software that is installed on uh, endpoints to help protect them from different types of threats. Uh, certain EDRs have kind of a pre-infection uh, prevention piece where there's some next-gen AV uh, that is utilized to keep threats off, right? So <clears throat> that's your kind of pre-infection protection. They also sometimes incorporate things like um, um, what I call like vulnerability analysis light, where it'll scan for applications and look to see if those uh, applications have a particular vulnerability, and it'll outline those uh, within the EDR software. They also have something, um, usually a component that's kind of on the post-infection side, where it's looking at behaviors of applications or processes that are running on the systems. And this is really cool because what they often do is they align it with the uh, MITRE ATT&CK framework, which Will and I have talked about in previous podcasts, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about again today. But it's looking at processes that match tactics and techniques that align with the framework, and then we'll flag on those, right? So... A lot of common EDRs that you'll you'll hear out there, Sentinel-1, Carbon Black, CrowdStrike has one, Fortinet has one with Forti EDR. There are dozens and dozens of different EDR vendors out there, but, a high le- but at a high level, that's kind of what they do. They're there to um, protect the system from, from damage. 
And they also do integrate with MDRs and other security solutions to exchange threat telemetry data. So, Michael, would you say an EDR is kind of a next step in antivirus? Can you still run antivirus along with an EDR tool, or are they kind of mutually exclusive, or how how do you see that running in today's world? Uh, You you can, but you don't necessarily have to. Um, Like I said, a lot of EDRs have... um, uh, they incorporate next gen AV with them. So you can replace your legacy antivirus solution with that. Um, But you don't necessarily have to, I have seen in certain cases, uh, if if you're running two EDRs, uh, sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll cause some issues. Um, For example, um, I've, I've seen, certain situations where organizations choose to run two EDRs and one EDR will think that a process is actually malicious when it's not because the other EDR is using, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, process injection to actually inspect that traffic. So it looks like there's a malicious process when there's actually not. So in certain cases it can cause problems. Um, it really depends on which, EDR solution you're using alongside another AV, but you can write exclusions. Um, that's, that's another thing you can do to kind of limit those, those problems. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. The way, the way I see EDR really is, you know, I think it goes well beyond what you see with a antivirus, right? Everyone can run antivirus, but really what as cybersecurity threats are getting more, how can I put this? Getting more smart, getting more challenging to detect. We need to have some type of solution that's actually looking at, you know, not only just blocking someone from installing software or, or, or you know, doing, um, what do you call it, Anti, you know, putting a virus on your system. You have to really look and see what's actually going on in the computer's brain, right, or, or server's brain. You have to look and have the software actually look for malicious activity besides just, hey, I've got a virus, right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> one thing that I'll say about that, antiviruses do a pretty good job, antivirus solutions do a pretty good job of keeping malware off machines or cleaning malware um, up, right? One issue that you run into, of course, is if it's something novel, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say a zero day, something new like that, Another issue that you can run into is when an attacker is is living off the land, right? They gain access to a machine, and instead of deploying some malware, they just leverage, uh, you know, PowerShell, right, um, to to run scripts. And if if you don't have something that can look for those types of attacks, and and you're just running a, a traditional antivirus solution, you could you could run into some problems. Yeah, you're not well protected. Protected with that. Um, Jimmy and Eric, are you, you guys, I mean, I'm sure you guys see the same thing, right? With, with, with looking at differences between antivirus and EDR, it, it's, it's no longer just a, an antivirus world, right? That, that's absolutely right. I mean, as Michael was saying, I think some of the things you're seeing today, whether living off the land using the existing tools or, you know, even some of the things that, um, you know, can evade antivirus like some some fileless based attacks, right? Where we're just downloading and executing directly in the memory. 
there's no signature to detect. There's no real file to scan. Right. Um, you know, I've always sort of explained it as, you know, absolutely making the analogy is of EDR is, is most of the time it is the, you know, capability of, of antivirus plus a lot of analytics and plus, and especially as we start talking about MDR and XDR and some of these other components is, you know, at, at its core, it's the, the tool that allow us to, to get telemetry data from workstations and servers. I mean, there's lots of other ways, like we'll talk about, that we can we can um, get telemetry into Red Canary and into our MDR. But for our endpoints, that is that's what allows us to do that. And, and you said one thing that is absolutely true, which will lead us into what really what MDR is, right? Is you said the word a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot. So the thing is with EDR, EDR does a great job <clears throat> in point detection response, does a really good job of looking for anomalies, looking for possible threats, viruses, someone trying to do key logging, someone trying to sniff around in your network card, these types of things. But it generates a lot of data. And what I've what we find in today's world is, especially when you have an IT organization who maybe doesn't have a dedicated security team, right? Maybe it's just, you know, you have a team, and one of the you know one of the sections of that team is responsible for cybersecurity. They're not necessarily dedicated to it twenty four seven. The problem is, is there's so you know when you have, you know, five endpoints, not a big deal. When you have 500 endpoints, 5,000 endpoints that you're trying to protect, now it becomes a multitude, a magnitude amount of more data to, to surf through. And that's what we really think that MDR, managed detection and response, really helps out with, right? Because we, you know, people need help looking at this data and, and not only just looking at the data, but analyzing, gee, let's see, I think this is a, you know, a false alarm and then whitelisting that and moving on and then knowing which alerts, what telemetry is actually something that you need to take action on. And I think that's where really MDR comes in. So, Eric, let's hear your definition kind of of MDR and how it relates to, to Red Canary. Yeah, it, it's kind of, this is a fascinating discussion because when you when you think about this in like super simplistic terms, it's as if someone goes to the store, gets a doorbell camera and puts it on the front of their house. Very easy to manage, right? But all of a sudden that same store has a sale for 30 cameras for buy one, get 30 free, and they go install 30 cameras around their house. You're going to get fantastic visibility, but how do you manage all that data, all that video feed coming in? It, it, it's the same thing with, with this concept of endpoint detection responses. Fantastic technology, but how do you operationalize it, right? And and that's where where Red Canary comes in, and obviously Dart Points uh, comes in, and we, we'll talk about that. But at the end of the day, MDR it's it's managed detection and response. So how do you manage that, those technologies that you're monitoring? In this case, like endpoint detection and response, and then detection to your point, well, is, is, okay, once you've looked at all the data, how do you analyze it in an efficient way and find threats within that data? We've heard for years, this concept of needle in the haystack, right? Yeah. Um, and then I think where, where it often falls flat, you know, when you start to fully like invest in this concept of MDR is the response piece. 
And obviously that that's where, where dark, dark points comes into play here, but is, all right, we've identified the threat. We know what it's doing. How do we get rid of this thing and get it out of our environment? Right. Um, so that, that's how I kind of look at it is, is just operationalizing, you know, in this case, the, these amazing technologies like EDR in a meaningful way. And more importantly, not just there in business hours, you know, what about yeah. two o'clock in the morning, you know, who's, who's looking at the, the data then. So that's just my, my two cents on it. Yeah. And, and yeah. I really go ahead, Michael. I'm sorry. I, I was going to kind of piggyback on something that, that Eric mentioned at the end there about being, having something occur during business hours. And one of the really awesome things about uh, Red Canary's MDR is the concept of playbooks, right? Where you can set up triggers and you can set up playbooks or basically responses to those triggers. And they can be triggers that just notify or triggers that act, right? So you can say, hey, if I see a high severity uh, alert that comes through, I want an email sent out or I want an SMS sent out or I want a phone call or maybe I, I, I want those, I want those notifications, but on top of that, I also want some type of action to be taken. I want that endpoint to be isolated. So if it does happen at two in the morning and everybody's asleep, when they get in at 7 a.m., 8 a.m., whatever it may be, whenever their shift starts, they can then look at that and determine what happened and you know what needs to take place. So it's giving you a lot more coverage in that 20, 24-7 sense without having to have eyes on glass for your organization during those off hours. Yeah. The thing, the thing, and, and kind of taking it, zooming out a little bit, you know, we start talking about, you know, how the red canary product works and, and, and MDR in general, you know, so the way red canary works and guys, correct me if I'm wrong about this is there is basically when you have your EDR practice solidified, whether you're using carbon black, Sentinel one, name your supported EDR platform here, all that telemetry is then funneled into the MDR platform, that telemetry data coming from your various points, including um, next-gen firewalls, right? When you're looking at perimeter protection, all this data is being, you know, instead of having, you know, a few people in your organization look at all this data from various, various points, all this data is funneled into the Red Canary MDR platform. And then on the back end, MDR is really the power of, of MDR through Red Canary is that data is being analyzed by, you know, the, the AI engine looking at the vulnerabilities, looking at possible attacks. And there's actually a team of people at Red Canary who are looking at these, uh, looking at this data, right? So when you're, you know, two in the morning, when you get paged or called or SMS SMS message, you're actually responding to something that's real, right? And I yeah. think that's one of the powers of uh, one of the powerful points of Red Canary. I think yeah, key, it's it's crunching it down into actionable um, events, right? Uh, Red Canary, and I, I wish we had like screenshotted this to to share during the, uh, the the podcast. But Red Canary has this cool visual where they show <clears throat> on the left side of the screen the amount of uh, telemetry that that's come in, right? And then 
what what they've done to uh, kind of whittle that down, and then you know what what is actually a threat, and then what is a a, a high severity threat, right? So they're they're showing all of the data that's come in, whether it's from an EDR, whether it's from a next gen firewall, um, or or some other supported you know uh, data point, and breaking those, you know, millions of uh, data points down into to something that's actionable, right? Where your, your employees are not having alert fatigue, where if they just have an EDR solution, it's, oh, okay, I got 10 new events today, let me go through this, or I got 20 new events or whatever it may be. They're breaking that down to where you're getting, you know, one or two a week, right? Yeah it's much more manageable and digestible for organizations. So yeah, I, I think Michael, that's a, that's a thing we've heard a lot as well. Right. So I, I, I that's one of my favorite things. And in, in when I, we show sort of the, uh, you know, the, the portal, right. Is that, that waterfall diagram of how many, you know, it's millions of telemetry records where it's from endpoints or uh, SAS or identity provider or whoever uh, flowing into from, you know, from behaviors to correlated activities to threats, because I think one thing that we've all seen being in IT is whether it's security or not, threat uh, alert fatigue is real, right? And so one of the great things about it is not only is getting down to those alerts, but that Red Canary does great is classifying those alerts, right? So if you're, if to your point, if it's 2 a.m. on Sunday morning and you're about to wake your CISO up, you want to make sure that you're doing it. <laughs> based on a, a real threat, right? right you know, maybe right. not a low end threat that you could isolate on an endpoint and, and deal with the next day, but right. You want to make sure we understand what the, what the impact is. Um, and that's one of the great things I think that we've seen the MDRs provide that, that sometimes you can't always get from, you know, that, that SIM or SIEM or however you like to pronounce it. Some of the, the older technology that's out there uh, is, is taking that down and also, you know, having someone, your security incident response team at, at Red Canary kind of help narrow those down and make sure that they're real. Well, well, and that's something that I was going to, I was going to ask Eric about is really, you know, a lot of people. And I, 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 when I talk to customers and I ask them about their security posture, we start, you know, we ask about, do you have a SOC? Do you have a security operations center? Right. And that's where most people kind of go. We don't, we have, you know, Joe over here who is our security guy and he's watching the alerts, you know, nine to five, maybe a little longer, maybe a little shorter, but basically it may not be his dedicated job and, and no single person. I mean, honestly, I would say probably even a small team of people can't, you know, be on top of it all the time where I think the red canary product, um, you know, not only are you getting a best in class software, you know, and technology, but you're also relying on the human aspect of partnering with dark points and red canary to bring that, kind of virtual SOC, that virtual security operations center to people who typically maybe in the past wouldn't have such a thing. Eric, can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's just the reality of the, the world we're living in nowadays is, is I'm sure for most, most of you listening to, to the podcast today, if you were to go out and actually look at what it would cost to staff your organization 24 seven, highly, you know, educated individuals, the, the cost would be astronomical, right? It just wouldn't, wouldn't make sense. So that, that is like one of the main reasons that a company would look at 
uh, a Red Canary MDR service is to, to your exact point, Will, is, is for we've been around for almost 10 years now, building out, and Jimmy, you called this out perfectly earlier, is the behavioral analytics, right? It's a lot easier to look at, you know, we're ingesting, you know, petabytes of data a day. It's one thing to say, all right, wh what are all the malicious IP addresses in this? What are the malicious URLs? That's one way of detection strategy. And we, of course, do that. But when you can get really smart individuals and, and kind of what's unique about Red Canary is in a traditional SOC model, it's tier one, two, maybe it might even be a three. And the low level folks uh, maybe work the events and the, the alerts and the tier three folks actually write the behavioral analytics. Uh, so there you can have a situation where tier three folks write a bad analytic and the tier one folks have to deal with it. Hence your point about alert fatigue well. At Red Canary, um, we have a flat model where it's very experienced folks think about like tier three, tier four individuals who not only write the analytics that find the threats, but they also actually will analyze and can confirm a threat. So what it's, we have this kind of eat your own dog food situation. Mm -hmm. So our detection criteria is really, you know, it's really polished because people don't want to burn themselves, if you will. So when you take that and then put them kind of, you know, remote work, can do the work they want on the shift they want. And then they have an individual next to them that says, hey, Bob, thank you for convicting that threat. I'm going to validate your work. Yeah, I agree. Then publish. And at the end of the day, you know, I think we ran numbers recently. We we're at less than 1% false positive rate, which for all you guys on the call, you know, that that's pretty rare, right? In this industry from the perspective of publishing threats uh, over to customers. So yeah, that's crazy. yeah we, we've kind of hacked away at it in, in different ways for sure. Yeah, and you mentioned something, you know, kind of, kind of. We talk about frameworks, right? And one of the things that impressed me when I first started working with Michael and our team up with cybersecurity, right, and kind of getting up to speed on some of the cybersecurity practices, was learning about. And this was this was referenced in a previous podcast. Please go back and listen. We talked about the MITRE attack framework, and I think that is actually, I think, is Michael. Would you say that's kind of the standard when it comes to? understanding vulnerabilities, kind of the practice for, for proper cybersecurity, right? Would you say that's kind of like the, the hallmark of, of, you know, when you're looking at cybersecurity, these are like the best practices, right? I would say, I would say that a lot of, um, a lot of solutions that, that focus on, um, attacks like, like your, your EDRs and your MDRs, they reference, um, uh, the MITRE attack framework, all the time when, when they're, when they are referencing a threat, right? So, Hey, we saw this, here are the different, um, you know, techniques that this aligned to because it gives you context of what is actually going on. Right. Um, and you see that in, in EDRs and you see that in, in Red Canaries MDR. And one of the things that I really love about Red Canaries alerts is they, they give you they give you digestible information for maybe somebody who is not super um, technically savvy from a security perspective, but they give you the like super nuts and bolts as well, right? So when an alert comes through, you'll have a plain English explanation at the very top saying what happened. And then as you go further down, they'll, reference the 
you know, miter techniques that, that were, were, you know, utilized here. And, you know, sometimes if it's the case of like a, like a PowerShell script that was run, they'll actually show you the output of that. So you're getting a, a full picture and you can kind of consume as much as you want as, as a user, right? Again, if you have somebody who's, um, uh, a security professional that's juggling like 10 different things and maybe is not super well-versed in uh, MITRE and, and, you know, that's all foreign to them, they can read the, the plain English alert at the very beginning and be like, okay, here's what's happening, right? But if you have somebody who is more well-versed in, in, the, in the nuts and bolts of it, they still get that information. Hundred percent. I think it's it's this matter. Like finally, I think a lot of cybersecurity professionals, when when MITRE released the attack, and the whole matrix was kind of like, yes, we finally have a common language. So so if I call you up, Michael, and I say I'm um, I'm researching this PowerShell attack, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and it's not some proprietary wording that you came up with yourself, right? So I think to your point. At the end of the day, if you can take something like MITRE ATT&CK, and this is what Red Canary does, and you can say, all right, customer X, we've seen this, these techniques, these high-level tactics over the last six months in your environment. You know, we start to understand what your attack surface is and then you know, can work towards a solution to reducing that attack surface. And it's not um, elusive. It's not cloudy. It's, it's very specific. When we talk about this particular technique, it means a threat actor was trying to do X and then we can uh, attack it uh, accordingly. Um, so I think it's just, it's a big relief for the industry. It's one of the reasons Red Canary chose to adopt it is because then we can work, you know, Red Canary can work with, with a partner like Dart Points and we can all be on the same page, right? It's super important. Yeah, so, and it helps organizations to intelligently select countermeasures mm-hmm. going forward. Well right? said, You're yeah. Like, I, I mean, we all know there's a tremendous amount of security solutions that exist today. It's it's not randomly, hey, let's let's go get this uh, email protection solution, or let's go get this sassy solution, or let's go get this. <clears throat> You're looking at attacks that have happened in real life against your organization, and then, all right, say these five techniques were. Um, were used, what type of countermeasures protect against those, right? We're, we're vulnerable to these to reduce our attack surface. We need to focus our, our attention on this. So it's, it allows you to much more intelligently be able to decide on what security solutions to look at in the future. And in the end, the, the, this, this framework we're talking about and the communication, in the end, the, you know, the outcome is we want to reduce the time that it takes to recover from a, a, a cyber attack, right? Or, or mitigate it completely, right? Yeah, that's a great point, Will. I think the other part of that is, you know, not, not only that, but detecting. I think that's what we've seen is how long does it detect that, does it take to detect a threat is in your environment, right? That, that couldn't be prevented. And I think the last thing I looked at was typically that's 90 to 120 days if you, if you don't have some way to, to, to find those earlier to do threat hunting to to see what's going on and uh you know by that time the, they may have accomplished whatever it was that they too uh, late <laughs> they, yeah too late at that point i mean yeah. they've already either executed the data or uh 
spread lottery through the through environment or, I mean, it's bad things will happen. So, you know, that's the big point. We want to reduce that from, from days and weeks to minutes or hours. So talking about, you know, reduce, continuing to reduce the time. So we got to have, we have the community, we have the technology, we have the communication, right? Uh, when we, when we deploy Red Canary out to customers, the customer has access to a portal, right? Where they can look at their telemetry data, kind of get that warm and fuzzy feeling of saying, oh, everything's green, right? Everything's good. <laughs> I'm not going to start panicking just yet. Uh, but they have the ability to see their own, their own, their own metrics, right? Um, as well as interact with uh, Dartpoint security staff and as well as Red Canary experts, right? But one of the things that I was very impressed with when I first started looking at Red Canary and, and running it in the lab and things like this is the ability to have the runbooks, right? And I think this is a very, very important part of, of um, what Red Canary does in terms of automating not only the detection, but what am I going to do when I need to respond, which is part of the, <laughs> that's the R, right, in MDR. So, Eric, can you talk a little bit about, you know, what is the what is a Red Canary runbook? Why is it really a must-have when dealing with this type of solution? Yeah, I, I wish I could come on here and say, I, you know, Hey, adversaries, please only attack my organization between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. But they, they, I've tried it. They don't listen, right? So, so Red, Red Canary, yeah, we, we built out this concept of, of playbooks. Um, so I've heard some people refer to it as like a sore light, if you will, security um, orchestration, automation, and remediation response, right? Um, but at the end of the day, it's super simple how we think about it is we have this concept of a trigger. What does Red Canary have to observe? And when we observe that activity, what actions or responses do you want to take? And it could be as simple as, hey, when Red Canary observes a high threat, isolate endpoint that the threat was found on. Or it, it could be much more sophisticated to say, hey, if we have the IT admin and their account um, is experiencing a credential compromise, suspend that account until the threat's remediated and then notify the security team, um, right? So I think... Uh, the reason we, we kind of created these playbooks was one for flexibility uh, and two to, to basically add, you know, enable the teams like yourself, DartPoint, to then help your customers to like have an extra member on their team. Because when you turn these playbooks on, you don't have to play, pay them benefits. You don't have to, you know, give them vacation hours. It's just built into the platform and, and it can be configured in, in numerous ways. Um, I think the last piece about this is back to what I originally was talking about is where I've seen a lot of teams fall flat is they find good technology. They get lucky and find a few good folks, but the technology gets partially Im implemented or the folks never fully get to actually do security technology and engineering, AKA how do we operationalize the investments we made? These playbooks take it that last step to, to take a product like Sentinel one, which is extremely powerful. It can do things like isolate endpoints, kill known malicious processes, delete files, to actually have those be automatically engaged with or without human input. So just a high-level overview there, but you know, curious to hear others' thoughts. That I've seen right, and, and really, what I what I really like to hear is the the the, rate, the run books or playbooks. Those are things that happen automatically. There's there, there isn't necessarily someone saying, okay, now let's 
you know, do like in a DR event, let me fail over, you know, let me go manually do something. This is all happening automatically. You know, Jimmy, I have a great idea. We're going to rebrand the Red Canary Dark Point Solution. We're going to call it Skynet. Nothing can go wrong. Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) No, but in in all seriousness, I mean, that that is really the power, right? Is, you know, when there is definitely something, you know, amiss, let's go ahead and take action. Let's go ahead and and isolate. Let's let's mitigate the threat as quickly as possible. And then get notification out to the right people so they can respond um, to that threat after protection has happened. I think that's a great, great point. And I think that's one of the things we, we try to, to emphasize is containment is key, right? So stopping this threat as early as possible. First, you have to know it exists. Then you have to take an action on it. And so I think that that's a great way because I think most people have realized in today's world, compromise, you're going to get, there's, somebody's going to get compromised at some point. There's just no real way around that. So what do you do? You want to be able to, to detect and, and, and act on it as quickly as possible. So, yeah. Yeah, just to get just to give you a real life example, how powerful these playbooks are is is um, uh, we had a, a customer come over to us and they they were coming off a full ransomware event, horrible stuff. We we're able to get restored, back up and running, and they put Red Canary in place. And knowing the history there, we put a ransomware playbook in place that basically said Red Canary is very good at detecting this this concept of precursors to ransomware. So before ransomware actually hits an environment there's five or six steps of that threat actor is already done right before the actual endpoints get encrypted. So those are the behaviors we, we focus on really, really clearly. So we had this playbook in place and it said, if Red Canary detects precursors to ransomware, isolate the host, ban any known malicious IP addresses and, and kill the running processes. So that customer came on board and I kid you not one week into the, the relationship with us, that threat actor came back because I don't think they paid the ransom Mm. and the threat actor tried to re ransom their environment. We had that playbook in place and it caught those techniques on patient zero, the first endpoint, the user that had clicked on the email, isolated their host, notified, rang the bell, right. And we're able to prevent that environment from getting re ransomware, you know, a week after they had just gotten cleaned up. So it can't express yeah, how powerful. powerful these things are. Yeah, that, yeah. that's very powerful. Yeah. And the other, the other thing I want to kind of reiterate is, you know, the technology is there, the actual bits and bytes are, are, are best in class, but the experience that you guys at Red Canary bring is, 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 is priceless, right? Because, you know, a lot of times when you're dealing with small to medium organizations, maybe they never have had a, um, you know, a cyber event, right? Ransomware, virus, so on and so forth. And, you know, maybe they do have their their antivirus up to date. Maybe they are running some type of EDR platform. But if, it, if things are always green, they're not going to really necessarily know how to respond quickly when something bad happens. And the thing that I like about Red Canary is you guys have seen it all. <laughs> you guys have seen a lot of things go on. And you bring that experience to people who um, who maybe have never been that been through that themselves. Knock on wood, that's going to be the case for everyone. That you know, people aren't having to deal with this as much these days moving forward. But the experience that the Red Canary team brings and the Dark Points team brings to the table, I think, is very, very, very valuable. 
Yeah, it, just to, to blow that up a little bit, when you when you think about how we have our you know detection criteria set, we're not um, we don't have individual monitoring or specific monitoring for like a Fortune Five versus a mom and pop shop. Our detection criteria is our detection criteria. So, as let's say you're just a, a 50 endpoint or 100 endpoint employee organization, and you come on board with red, red carry and dark points, you're going to get the same detection capability that our Fortune, let's say, five customer has, because it's all part of the same behavioral analytics. Um, and that's so you're pre, that's quite when you really think about it, that's pretty crazy because you're getting world class threat detection capabilities that a Fortune five companies also using in your, you know, 50 to hundred person organization. So it's, it's very powerful even from that sense. Yeah. It's very, very valuable for those organizations. Um, so Will, we've, we've talked a lot about the EDR, mm-hmm. what that is, how it incorporates with, with MDR specifically Red Canary. Why don't we talk a little bit about the, the security solutions that play nice with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, not every EDR solution has been certified by Red Canary, but there are a lot. And I would say the major ones have been right. So we, um, Eric mentioned Sentinel one, which is an EDR platform that we actually here at dart points, um, can resell and deliver to customers, right? So that's one, if maybe a customer doesn't have anything, maybe it's just like, I got Microsoft Defender and that's it, <laughs> right? We can actually deploy um, Sentinel One and Red Canary as kind of, I'm not gonna say bundle, but we can we can provide that solution in together, right? Um, but it also supports um, CrowdStrike Falcon. Uh, maybe if a person is like, hey, you know, I wanna do Microsoft Defender for Endpoint, that's totally fine. We can do that as well. Uh, VMware Carbon Black, also another well, another very popular endpoint um, EDR platform that Red Canary integrates perfectly with. And then, of course, you know, when we start talking about firewalls, um, you know, we're, we're, we've also been a longtime partner with FortiGate, with Fortinet, right? And the FortiGate uh, next-gen firewalls actually can pump telemetry data to, to Red Canary. So yeah. um, if a customer's got, you know, maybe using FortiGates in their, in their perimeter or using that as their, their router uh, firewall, um, definitely integrates well with that as well as something like Sentinel-1 and then we layer on Red Canary on top of that and that's just a great solution. But there's other, there's other integration points as well, right? When we start talking about other cloud providers, um, and additional integration points that is supported, right? Things from, from like Amazon Guard Duty, which per, per, personally I've never fooled with. I've never, I don't have experience with that. Um, Cisco Umbrella, another very popular tool that's, that's compatible with Red Canary. Um, Okta and also Palo Alto Networks. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm yeah, missing, there's others there. Those are just the main ones that we, we, we support. Yeah, I think I think what this boils down to is um, at the end of the day, Red Canary is, is greedy for data. As much data as we can get to pull into our, our detection pipeline, uh, we want to be able to utilize. And it's not just just because we want to you know have the best chance of detecting threats, but one one area that you know customers come to us with really wanting more is when they get a threat uh, 
from someone they're working with or even when they're investigating on their own, it's not just they want to know when that particular activity occurred, but they might want to know where it started. What happened in the middle of the attack? What happened? Did, did it spread? Did it try to steal data? So as we start to not only pump in the, the fruitful data from an EDR, like you mentioned, Will, but when you start sending network data there and then DNS data and then you name it, right, uh, email data, it's going to give us a much better picture of what that attack looked like should, should we find it. Now, that's not to say that if you just, if there's a customer listening that just has Sentinel-1 or just is getting an EDR, that we can't have fantastic detection capability. As a matter of fact, Red Canary's first handful of years, all we did was support EDR, and, and we were very successful at that. Now it's just getting better and, and more polished as we, we pull different sources of data in. Yeah, and uh, one thing that I would mention there, and for anybody that's ever like worked incident response, having log data from a you know variety of different sources is is very valuable, right? It's one thing to just have um, you know log like event logs or, or or whatever it may be off the endpoint, but if you can pair that with log data from a load balancer or, or a firewall or, you know, DNS logs or whatever it may be, that paints a much clearer and more complete picture about what happened, right? You're not just seeing what happened on, on patient zero, right? The, the endpoint, you're seeing what happened before that, right? What the actual network traffic, how did they get in? If, if you're able to incorporate, you know, Office 365 into Red Canary and you're getting, um, email alerts as well, you're getting that picture as well if it were maybe a phishing attempt or something like that. So it's it's a complete picture rather than, you know, just just some of it. Absolutely. So, um, you know, kind of how, how, we, how we provision it, and, and, and uh, Michael, this goes into kind of how you guys have um, built up the um, kind of the onboarding process, right? When we start talking about, you know, onboarding customers, it's really easy uh, if a customer does or does not have an EDR platform, um, they can either purchase one from, from dark points or bring their own. I'm not sure if I'm hearing some. some okay. okay. Um, yeah. Sorry about that guys. We had a little bit of a uh, little glitch there. Um, I think the audio is back now, but um, so if a person does not have uh, an EDR platform, that's something we can provide and then bundle that on top of, um, you know, it bundle on MDR on top of that. And a lot of times when I'm talking to customers, you know, they, 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 it's a lot of work to set this up, meaning asking the right questions, understanding what the customer environment is. And part of our onboarding when a, when a person is wanting to consume this solution from dark points really is going through the sales engineering solutions architecture, but also going through a, uh, an online forum that Michael and his group has produced to kind of an answer the, the questions that are most needed from customers to provide this service to them. Yeah. And, and, that really uh, revolves around the playbooks, right? We, we uh, talked about the playbooks quite a bit on this, on this podcast, but <clears throat> since a lot of the uh, responses to playbooks are going to be unique to each different customer, right? 
I want this distribution group notified, or I want these users notified, or I want this text message to be sent. That's that's going to be unique per customer. We need a way to easily be able to get that information. And not all customers are going to want to actually log into the Red, uh, Red Canary <clears throat> portal to go configure the playbooks themselves. So to make that easier on them, we have an online form that we send them, they fill it out, and then we take those results and we configure the playbooks for them just to kind of streamline the process and make it easy on the customer. I think, Michael, we also help with uh, any of the integrations as well, whether that's Office 365 from, uh, a, you know, a, a telemetry or integration with uh, notification platforms like Slack or Teams or PagerDuty. So that's part of the things we help as, as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that's... Jimmy, that, that calls out a good point here is from like a setup and configuration. I think if we think about old school technology, it was a lot of like bring new device on prem or, you know, insert new, new piece of technology, depending on what the customer's technology is, it could just be a simple, a couple API connections, or it might be more involved to your point where it's a little bit more config with office 365. But at the end of the day, we're not talking about like a six month onboarding to, to get up and running, uh, you know, you know, folks like Jimmy and the team there can, can like get you up and running fairly quickly with the way that Red Canary's architected it because it's either API, email, syslog, all industry standard stuff. Um, but really we're just going to take a look at what technologies you have and, and build out uh, capability from there. So, so painless EDR and painless MDR. That's, that's what we like to, we like to hear. All right, everybody. So I think this was a really good podcast. This was a lot of information. Um, I did have a slide that I was going to bring up, but I think at this point, I'm just going to paste this into the show notes. So it'll be some additional information that um, that, that customers can review on, on how we, you know, it's kind of the feature set that we provide from dark points. Yeah. Um, so we're almost to an hour, guys. So we kind of, we, I think we've, we've covered all the main points. Yeah, would, 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 um, I That's think awesome. that was very good. And, and Eric and yeah. Jimmy, thank you so much for joining today's podcast. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's been a pleasure. Um, thanks, yeah, for, thanks for inviting me. All right, guys. Well, we will uh, see you guys on the next podcast. Again, thanks, everyone. And um, we will be having uh, this will be out uh, later today. Take care, everybody. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.